Welcome to Fathers of the Faith for Covenant Kids, where we look back on the church fathers who raised the ramparts which defend our faith to present day. On this episode, we will be learning about Ulrich Zwingli. You might be familiar with him as being the leading reformer in the country of Switzerland. So, let's take a closer look. My name is Grant, and joined with me are my three saplings, Lila. Hello, everybody. Eddie. Hello, and welcome. And Nora. A Swiss hello to you. <laughs> <laughs> How is everyone doing today? All fine. All fine, fine. 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 A painful. Swiss. Sure, sure, sure. Fine. Sure. A Swiss fine. So what will be in addition to our house and family in about a week or two. Um, cats! Cats! Kitties! 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 They, they probably look like rats right now. And, actually, no, they got fur and stuff now. They're not so rat looking. <laughs> yeah, when they were born, they looked like rats. Yes, they did. <laughs> but, to name these two little kittens we're getting, what are the leading names right now? Luther and Zwingli. So, We've been talking about naming one of these kitties Zwingli, and we realized we've never done an episode on the reformer Ulrich Zwingli. <laughs> so, Ulrich? Ulrich. Can you read it right there? That's his name. Can you guys, you see that on my phone? Read yeah. that. Ulrich? No, it's U-L-R-I-C-H. Ulrich Zwingli. Ulrich? Uh, <laughs> Ulrich. Ulrich. It's hard, huh? Yeah. Ulrich. Zwingli. 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 Ulrich Zwingli. Just think he's from Switzerland, which is where Swiss cheese is from. That's what? what you're talking about. How do you know if cheese is Swiss cheese? It, How do you know? Because it has holes in it. That's right. <laughs> it's the cheese with the big holes in it. That's Swiss cheese. That's how you know it's Swiss cheese. Other than that, it's just white cheese. All right. So, Mr. Zwingli was born in... Switzerland, 1 January, so first day of the year, Ooh. in 1484. He went to University of Vienna and University of Basel, Basel. which was a scholarly center of Renaissance humanism. And so he got one of the best educations you could get at the time. So then after school, it says that he was ordained in Constance, which was a city or an area there in Switzerland. And... He celebrated his first mass in his hometown of Wildhaus on 29 September 1506. That's a long time ago. Yep. Like a long time ago. So, if you think about it, Martin Luther wrote his 95 Theses in the year 1517. So, that would have been 11 years after Zwingli became a Catholic priest. Okay. So just to give you some time time frame reference there, okay? So he did that for about 10 years, but then there was a job opening at a church in Zurich, and during his time in his first job, he studied Hebrew, he studied Greek, he had a huge library of over 300 books from the classics from the early church fathers and scholastic works of the time. So this man was like, I am going to study and I'm going to be as smart as I can for the church and for my people. 
So when it came time to get this job in the Swiss city of Zurich, he was a very likely candidate. What's a likely candidate? That means when they're looking at the people to take the job, he would have been one that would be like, oh, let's have him do the job. He's super smart. He doesn't stop learning. You know what I mean? Yeah. That would have he's been like, food. He's like Pac-Man. He doesn't stop eating. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. when it comes to learning, he's like Pac-Man eating. <laughs> he doesn't stop. and just keeps going. And goes and goes. So during that time, the church had picked out for you, for the priests, the whole year, the passage in the Bible that you were supposed to preach on. Every single Sunday. You didn't have to think, what am I going to preach on? They had a gospel reading for the whole year, and whatever that passage was, that's what you would put a sermon together for, okay? For the whole year? The church would come come up with it for the whole year, and some churches still do this. The Catholic Church still does this now, and then some other Anglican churches and maybe some others um, do the same thing. They put out passages for the entire year. Hmm. So listen to this, though. Zwingli... On his birthday, 1 January, in 1519, so two years after Martin Luther wrote his 95 Theses, Zwingli gave his first sermon in Zurich, and he went away from the practice of doing a sermon on the gospel reading. You know what he did? He just began reading through the gospel of Matthew, giving his interpretation during the sermon part, and this became known as the method called Lectio Continua. Lectio continua. Very good, Lila. And what that meant was a continuing lecture. So you start a book of the Bible and you just read through it and preach through the whole book. And then you pick another book and you would do that. And that's what Zwingli did. After Matthew, he did the book of Acts and then he did the epistles. And then he went through the Old Testament and did this. And I love this method of preaching. Our pastor does it. Our pastor back in North Carolina did it this way. And a lot of people preach this way, and I love it because it helps the people of the church learn their whole Bible. So right away, Zwingli started to do things different than the church. Then the next thing that happened that was a big marker was Catholic leaders came to his city. In Switzerland, they didn't have states. They had cantons, okay? It's just what they called a state. So Switzerland was a country, like America is a country and has 50 states. They had cantons, not states. Well, they came to the canton that Zwingli was a part of, and they said, hey, we're here to sell indulgences. We're raising money for St. Peter's Basilica. And Zwingli said, we don't agree with your indulgences. Remember, an indulgence was something you could buy from the church to take away some of your punishment for sin. Yeah, Which is crazy. Which is totally crazy. It's bad. Exactly. And remember, that's what Martin Luther was so frustrated at, too. They're like twins. So, they're both reformers. (laughs) And so, they refused to let these people into his canton. They said, you're not selling your indulgences here. Get out of here. Well, that right away started to create some friction between Switzerland and the Roman Catholic Church. Another thing was Zwingli disagreed about the Lord's table, the bread and the wine. Because the Catholic Church believed that the bread and the wine turns into the actual body and blood of Jesus, like actual body and blood, and that when you eat and drink it, it gives you grace when you eat it. Like it goes into your body, then you eat Jesus' blood and eat his flesh, and it makes you more Christian. 
What? And Zwingli goes, yeah, I don't think so. It's just when we do this Lord's table, we are remembering what Jesus did. And that's all it is. (laughs) So another thing was that Zwingli really relied upon the Bible for what he believed and not what the church has believed through history or what the creeds and confessions have said. Now, we love creeds and confessions because they help us interpret the Bible. They help us teach people what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. But scripture should still hold the highest authority in what we believe about God, right? Yeah. Now we got one last thing that we're going to talk about that's really oh, funny. Oh boy. <laughs> so, Zwingli has been deviating and going away from the church's practice in a bunch of different ways and a lot of good ways, right? Mm-hmm. Well, here was one. During the season of Lent that some that Catholics do and that some Protestants still practice Lent also, but during Lent some people will fast. It means they won't eat. And during that time they'll pray and really focus their time on um worshiping God. So during Lent one time in the year 1522, Zwingli and about a dozen other people made a choice to break the fast and to cut and distribute two smoked sausages to people in their city. (laughs) What? So they could get arrested. Zwingli then defended his actions in a sermon and, and he said that there is no valid rule on food that you can find in the Bible that says that if you break your fast that you're sinning, okay? He didn't say fasting was wrong. He was just saying that if I break a fast to do something, then it's not a sin because some of the leaders were telling him that he was sinning. Well, this ended up becoming such a big deal. They they named it the Affair of the Sausages. (laughs) And this is actually what people point to as the start of the Reformation in Switzerland. So the affair of the sausages is what began the Reformation in Switzerland. Two sausages. Zwingli is a funny guy. All right. So there are some really wonderful things to learn about Zwingli. Where's Zwingli from? Uh, Switzerland. Switzerland. Yep. And what were one of the ways that Zwingli acted differently than the Catholic Church. The communion. Yeah. What What did he do different? He, he believed that it wasn't the actual blood and flesh. Awesome. Good stuff. Nora? Yeah. What was one of the ways Wingley was doing church different than the Catholic Church? He just preached for the books from the Bible. Yeah. And he would just line along like like Pac-Man just eats it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Awesome. This went went a little longer than usual. Sorry, guys. But we hope you enjoyed learning about Zwingli and his life and this warrior for the kingdom of Christ. He did a lot of great things in Switzerland. And we benefit even now from uh, what God led him to do in his life. So I hope you enjoyed learning about Ulrich Zwingli from Switzerland, the Swiss reformer. Now, we thank you for listening, and we hope you tune in next week for another episode of Fathers of the Faith for Covenant Kids.